Hey, this is Rabbi Zev Bannett. You're listening to the Daily Halacha, Kabbalah, and Machshava podcast series. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you're enjoying this content, head over to yisodblocks.com where you can subscribe and join us as we continue to develop and share Torah content of this caliber on many different levels, many different areas of Torah that we are unifying and exploring and integrating and illustrating the framework dynamic of all of Torah. So head over to yisodblocks.com and join us today. We're doing the Erev Shabbos episode uh, in today's episode because it is Friday. And so we're exploring Halachos of Shabbos. We are just finishing up, finally, our exploration specifically of the Halachos of Erev Shabbos, which are uh, where, well, I guess I shouldn't really say we're finishing up the Erev Shabbos Halachos, but we're kind of finishing this genre of them because we're about to enter the realm of the Halachos of Malacha that have something to do with Erev Shabbos in a different form. Um, but, you know, it's really not such a useful uh, distinction right now since we're not really up to those. So I'll just kind of leave it as, I'll just say, we are about to get much more technical and much more intensely involved in Hilchel Shabbos uh, in a, at a level that we have not yet done. But we're first going to finish off this Siman. We're in Reish Nun Beis, which is 252, and uh, just finishing up a few of the pre-Shabbos halachos uh, in order to get a little bit more, uh, I guess, exploration, understanding uh, of the the dynamic of preparing for Shabbos. And preparing for Shabbos, as we've been discussing, uh, is really about slowly beginning to bring our consciousness out of the funnels, out of the runnels, out of the the narrower spaces where we focus our creativity. In other words, where we apply our consciousness to the physical world. The physical world has properties that tend towards disorder, and we apply our consciousness actively in order to bring higher states of order to the world, either by applying consciousness to transform and change and alter things in the world, uh, and in a permanent way to bring them to higher states of organization. That's the, that's what the definition of malacha is. And then we're also going to encounter um, not just not just changing the very nature of things, like you know if you cook something, so it kind of changes its nature in a certain way. We're also going to talk about other ways that you can bring higher order to the world that doesn't change inherently the nature of the objects that you are applying your consciousness to. And so that's uh, that's why I like to define malacha and malachas machsheves as the application of consciousness to the world in such a way that it brings uh, higher states of order as opposed to change. And even though a lot of Rishonim, a lot of commentaries from the Gemara and even from the, and, and on the Gemara and even the Gemara itself, to some degree, there's discussions of how malacha is about creating change, uh, fundamental permanent change in many cases. Um, I think that there's also many different malachos where you see that there is almost like a, a, a just, it's not a change in the inherent nature of the physical objects, but it's actually simply the uh, reorganization of them in a higher state of order that creates more efficiency, more effectiveness, more utility. And so that's where we are defining malacha in that sense, even though, again, there are some nuances and different opinions about this, but ultimately I think they all get to the same place. Uh, and that's really what we're describing here. So the, uh, the halacha that we're looking at right now is, again, Siman Reish on Beis, 252, and we're up to halacha vav over here. And the halacha vav says, Lo uh, adam erev Shabbos, a person should not go out of his home on erev Shabbos, samuch lechashecha, like right before it gets dark, in other words, right before it becomes Shabbos, bimachto biyado, with his needle, let's say he's a tailor, uh, in his hand, lobekul muso, and now with his, his uh, like a, a, a pen of a scribe, there's um, uh, a word for that, can't think of the word right now, um, a quill, there we go, a quill uh, in his hand, shema yishkach v'yotzi, and because and, we're afraid that he might forget and then do something called yotzi, which is from the malacha of hotza'a. So one of the malachos of the 39 different um, types 
of activities that are application of consciousness to bring higher states of order in a permanent sense in the world, one of those is the malacha of hotza'a. And so hotza'a literally means to take things out. And so what you're doing when you do hotza'a is you are, uh, you're actually reorganizing uh, the location of something in such a way that now in its new location, it has greater utility. And it's actually funny because hotza is, I mean, it's, it's referred to by at least one commentary in the Gemara as a malacha gruo, which means kind of like a lower level malacha. And you could see why right away. This is different than sorting things, for example, which is the malacha of borer. Um, it's really just about, even though malacha, the, the malacha of borer, the malacha of sorting, is actually about moving things around to, to organize them. But it's not about trying to get better, not to gain better utility uh, out of their new placement. In other words, you might not like certain things in your salad, so you want to organize your salad so the things you don't like are not there anymore. That's that would be borer. So it's not that you want to move the things that you don't like in the salad. Let's say they're nuts. You don't like nuts, so you take out all the nuts and you put them on the side. So it's not that you need the nuts to be in that other place. You just don't want the nuts in your salad. So you bring the salad to a higher state of organization, and that in many cases is actually a violation of borer because now you just use your consciousness to bring greater order to the world in a, in a, in a essentially, in, if you leave it as it is, in a permanent form. So that would be the Malach of Borer. Now, the Malach of Otsa is similar because it is about moving things around. And again, both of these Malachas are not about changing the intrinsic nature of something. Borer applies to a mixture. You're essentially organizing a mixture and taking things out. Um, that you don't want, whereas hotza is moving things around to gain better utility in their new location. So you want to move things of significance from one place to another, so that way they are now wherever you want them to be, and ostensibly it's because since you want them to be in that new place, that is again a function of your consciousness. You, the conscious self, want something to be somewhere else, and that's because you want to gain greater utility from it in its new location in some form, and so that's uh, that would be intentional moving of, of something from one place to another. And hotza also requires the, the definition of places. In other words, you have it can't just be that you move something from, you know, the the your dresser to the floor of your bedroom. You have to move it from particular areas to other particular areas that are clearly delineated as separate. And the classic examples of this are there's really two different ca categories of this. One is moving things from your private space to the public space. And then, of course, there's a lot of halachos and technical definitions about what is called the public space, what is called the private space, which we're going to learn more about when we get to further halachos of this nature, or moving, uh, just carrying things in the public space from place to place, just moving, let's say, about six feet, eight feet uh, from one place to another in the public space is already considered a movement of significance, a relocation of significance, because moving things through the public space uh, is considered to be, um, it's it's already like you're, you're really moving through different areas. That's like you're actually doing an errand of moving things uh, because you're moving through the public space with an object, as opposed to if you're moving things inside of your home. Uh, so that's actually not considered to be moving from one place to another because your entire home is your sphere of influence. And so anything that's in your home, as long as it's not, uh, for some other reason, uh, not allowed to be used on Shabbos, so you can actually move it around inside of that one private space. But the public space is considered to be many, many small spaces. You could think of it that way. And so therefore, that's not allowed. So the, the halacha here is that a person should not leave their house carrying something um, uh, right before it gets dark, right before Shabbos, uh, because we're afraid that he might come to forget a different Shabbos, um, or maybe maybe even that night at a different time. Uh, he might, since he might, he might kind of develop this familiarity with carrying things outside 
because it's oh, it's so close to Shabbos, it's like getting dark right now. So then when it actually is dark, maybe the next week or even this week, you might then just kind of have this in the back of his head. Oh yeah, like I did that last week. That's just what I do. Like it's okay to carry things around like that on Shabbos. And so with some of these uh, more delicate halachos, you have uh, delicate malachos rather. Uh, in other words, activities that are kind of easy to do, right? It doesn't really take much much effort to carry a needle outside of your home. And that's why, you know, the idea of malacha as work is clearly not what we're talking about here. Um, so it's, it's not so hard. The, the line between um, not taking outside a needle or a, a quill with you in your pocket or any other object of significance. So doing that and not doing that is actually a very, very thin line. It's really, it's, there's almost nothing stopping you. It's really easy to forget something like that because it's not like you're carrying a refrigerator, which is, you know, much harder to uh, forget that you shouldn't do that because it's such a noticeable thing to carry. It's just like, it's, it's a very intense experience. But if you're just carrying small things that are significant to you, it's very easy to do that. So this is where we encounter this concept of the sages of the Gemara, the Chazal, that they come and they say, okay, well, we have this, we have this framework of Shabbos. And what Shabbos is, is basically a day where we have to actually pull back from engaging in an application of our consciousness to the world, and that's because of the Eitzah Das dynamic, the Das Tovara dynamic of the, uh, that, we, uh, that we acquired, that we uh, were imprinted with, that we were tainted with in the story of Gan Eden, the story of the Garden of Eden. So now we have this problem that we actually get uh, o- in, into a state of over-identifying ourselves with our capacity for, um, for creativity, for creating things and making changes happen in the world, for bringing higher states of organization to the world. And so since we have this tendency of over-identifying ourselves with these things, so we actually have, a, we, just like with all the other mitzvahs, which are designed to help us battle Das Tovara in different forms, so the mitzvah of Shabbos is also designed to help us to pull back from our creative immersion inside of the world and then actually reorient ourselves towards our core self, which is the neshama, your, your root self, is Hashem's, the aspect of Hashem's self that is manifest as you. And so you can actually reorient yourself and re-identify yourself with your, with your actual self as opposed to your particular career, your particular form of creativity that you have to enjoy engaging in. Now, the problem is that there are many activities that are borderline creative. And so, you know, that we have these categories of, of, of malacha that are very clear. It's very clear that carrying something from inside your house to outside your house is called a malacha of hotza. That's known. That's a defined category. But what about things that are not exactly malacha, but are kind of close to being malacha? And we have to have kind of like a a clear line drawn in the sand so we don't get confused or so we don't ac- accidentally just start getting acclimated to doing, doing certain malachas that are so easy to do because there's really not a lot of effort involved, even though there is a dynamic of creativity. So, you know, you might say, well, you know, bringing my quill from my house to somewhere else, well, that's, that, that might be a malacha, but, you know, it seems like it's such a minor thing. And that's exactly why people kind of need these uh, extra layers to help clarify exactly what they should or shouldn't do because it's so easy to forget and just bring something that's very seemingly small and, and, and uh, not important, but actually has significance to you in some form, like a key or any of these, you know, and so that would actually be a, a, a crossing the line into an actual malacha. And you might say, but I don't feel any malacha when I do that. I don't feel like I'm getting immersed in my creativity. The problem with us being creative is that it's, again, Das Tovara makes it that we don't even realize how significant our creativity is. Like, you might think going on errands is so boring. I mean, you know, going to get stuff that you need for your home. But the thing is that that is a, actually a very high level very organized type of activity where you have to actually travel from place to place with a list and find all the different things that you need and then essentially compile them into into your vehicle and you have to gather and compile them together into like you know these containers and you bring them home and then you have to sort them out and put them away and that's something which then allows you to proceed with your life to continue to sustain yourself and to actually live and again I get that 
For many people, these just these things just seem mundane, but they're actually not mundane. When you the reason why they feel mundane is because we take our own autonomy, our own capacity for 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 doing things for granted again because of das tovara. It's simply you know I, I, it's it's something which we do not take pride in anymore. That we go to the store and carry things back to our homes, and then we just we just have all these items that we're constantly acquiring and just putting into various cabinets in our kitchens. But this is actually a very high level consciousness based activity that animals certainly can't do it and we need it to function and it's just it's a basic way of being in fact in the last couple of years as this pandemic situation has kind of raged on in the world in all its different forms and there's been all these problems with not being able to get food and other supplies people need and suddenly we're starting to realize like this is actually we're just so used to being able to do all these types of things all the time and we rely so heavily uh, and so um, almost like habitually on these stores and on these other institutional frameworks that we that we use to to survive that we no longer really see it as even an act of significance and the torah says well just like we mentioned a couple of episodes ago as well with things like agriculture that we say well who needs to really think about you know sewing or these types of other activities and that's funny because all of our clothes are still sewn all of our or food that is at least uh, agricultural food is still grown all of our meat is still slaughtered all these things are still going on but we simply don't see any of it and therefore we we are out of sight, out of mind, das tovara, ignoring it. And so minimally, we should at least recognize that some of these halachos apply even to us in some form. But to be so out of touch with the larger world, to have such das tovara blindness to the actual source of all the things that are in our lives and to not really realize what is behind the scenes, what is going on, I mean, that is a, that is a very deep and profound distortion. And the whole world of brachos is supposed to help undo that, as we've been discussing on the regular daily halacha podcast series. And so this is actually a real issue. And so that, that's, you know, this, so this example of Hotzah, of taking things out right before Shabbos, this, this, this prohibition of Chazal, Chazal basically came and said, well, this is, first of all, it's, it's not a very easy thing uh, to, to remember these kinds of halachos of things like Hotzah, because people, again, these are carrying very small objects in many cases, but they are still significant. And that's a very clear line. Chazal came and said, yes, yeah, so we're going to add a few extra layers to this, to things that are so similar to doing the malacha, and the malacha itself is already so easily ignored that we're going to add certain precautions to help people avoid doing the malacha on Shabbos itself. And the reason for that is because you have to realize that the, the whole dynamic of Shabbos is actually, it's all about perception. Because remember, if we're talking about das tovara, and that is what we are coming to fight off. This perception that we are actually our own creativity. And that is our. That is how we how we gain a sense of self worth. Again, gain a sense of 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 existence. So then we have to fight back against that in the same realm of perception, the, the area of das, the perceptual landscape. And so das essentially is a perception of yourself as what you actually are. And and we spend time on Shabbos trying to activate thoughts of our true nature and activate thoughts to create cascades of emotions that reflect our true self. That's why we try to spend time with each other. We, we try to spend time with ourselves. We try to take walks. We try to, to sleep more. We try to feel like we can let go of whatever it is that we are immersed in so we can touch our own inner self more deeply and then let that create a, a, a showering uh, chain reaction of thoughts and, and, and emotions, and then also physiological dynamics and behaviors, chemical, chemical dynamics in our bodies, to essentially re-script ourselves and bring ourselves to a state of greater uh, openness, greater open-mindedness, greater consciousness, greater self-awareness, and less of the tension and the narrowness that comes from the Mitzrayim, the Mitzarim, that come from being in the regular week. And so that is a very delicate process, just like we've been discussing in the regular weekly halachos, 
We've been doing a lot of Hilchos Brachos. We discussed the concept there of Hefseik, where if you, uh, you're trying to create a whole set of thoughts and, and, and an integration of the stack of your being, uh, the stack of the toolkit that you have from your mind, your thoughts, your emotions, the, 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 uh, the, the chemical dynamic of your body and your behaviors. So that to have some kind of, um, of integration of all those things, we use Brachos to create that. If you, if you try to create such an experience when you're eating an apple, and you try to, to think the thoughts that are tr- more true and more deep and more full about that and to develop perceptions that are, that are in alignment with that and to also uh, have emotions that are, that are aligned with that and then physiological changes and behaviors, appreciation, uh, gratitude, chemical dynamics of positivity and, and enjoyment of the fruit that you're eating and where it came from and what it means to you. So if you suddenly stop in the middle of that, after you say the bracha, you don't eat the apple right away, you, you interrupt the experience by talking to somebody else or doing something which blocks the connection between the, the, the bracha tool and the eating, well, then you basically undermine the development of the perception you're trying to develop. The same exact thing is true with all of Shabbos. Shabbos, that's what people talk about very often, that Shabbos is like an atmosphere. It's a vibe. It's an energy. It's something which is very delicate. We do something called Shmirat Shabbat. We're trying to protect Shabbos because it's very delicate. Shabbos is like this thing that is, it's actually the creation of a perception, and it's the development of a perception over time as you do it incrementally, increasingly. And so that's why we have these. It's not, it's not a small thing to accidentally just carry a key from one space to another in a way that violates the malacha of Hotzah. So that's what this halacha is about. It's saying that you should, this, this is an example of an Isra der Rabbanan, that Chazal came and said you should not take something, carry something out from in a Hotzah type of way um, when it's very close to being dark because on Erev Shabbos, on Friday, because it's very close to actually doing a real malacha. And then we have the rest of this, uh, the rest of this, it says, But you're allowed to go out right before Shabbos starts with tefillin on your head because you're not going to forget them. Then this Notice how this halacha assumes that people who wear tefillin are constantly thinking about the tefillin and thinking about Hashem. That's what tefillin are, by the way. Tefillin are what's called, from the language of tefillah, they are aligners. They're designed to constantly, when you wear them, you wear them in order to constantly be aligned with Hashem, both intellectually on the level of your, of your thoughts and also emotionally on the level of your heart, which is why you have one box is on your head and one is on your arm opposite your heart. And these are designed to be aligners to keep you integrated with Hashem. And you see, again, the same dynamic of trying to align ourselves with our deep, true core self. That's why tefillin and tefillah are actually the same word. And so if you're wearing tefillin, so then you actually don't have to worry about this problem. You don't have to think to yourself, oh, I'm carrying tefillin and it's right before Shabbos and I'm going outside in a hotza type of way because nobody ever forgets that they're wearing tefillin, says the Shulchan Aruch. Of course, uh, we don't even wear tefillin nowadays right before Shabbos because it's already the end of the day. We generally only wear tefillin uh, in the morning during uh, the morning tefillah. But if you are a person that wears tefillin all day, then presumably you really have a very intense relationship with the mitzvah of tefillin. You're wearing it properly with all the proper thoughts and proper understandings. And therefore it is probably correct to say you would not forget that you're wearing them and therefore you would never come by accident to actually ca- uh, carry tefillin uh, on Shabbos outside. You know, the, the scenario the Mishnah Brewer states here is where you're wearing the tefillin and you forget that you're wearing them and then you take them off while it's already Shabbos and then you're carrying them in that situation. Uh, that would be, a, that'll be a, a violation of Shabbos you're doing Hotzah. So the idea here is that people would not do that if they are wearing tefillin at that time. There are already people who are, who are remembering they're wearing tefillin all the time. Nobody would ever forget it and therefore it's not a problem. So that's basically the idea here uh, in terms of the, the way to think about this halacha, the way to think about the takana de Rabbanan, and, um, and the, 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 the malacha of Hotzah as well, which we're going to explore more deeply in later episodes as we start to see, that, again, this malacha grua, this strange malacha. It's a little strange in the sense that it's about moving things around to create greater utility. So we're going to see how, we're going to see more details of that, of that particular malacha as we continue to progress uh, later on. So that's basically the end of this halacha. Thanks so much for tuning in and looking forward to having you join me for the next episode.